Dear Chrysalis, welcome or welcome back. We continue our journey to self-realization today by developing for ourselves personal scientific processes. We'll give concrete shape to becoming students and scientists of our psyches. Now just stay with me for a second, because I know this sounds a bit daunting, but if you give yourself a chance, this process could be fun, mystical, and very intensifying. In every episode of the podcast so far, I think I've used the word analyze. Today, I want to give you the why. Why are we analyzing our thought processes and habits and beliefs and experiences? Why are we analyzing these shadows? Now, you can say I've already answered this. We are analyzing our shadows with the intention of integrating them because an integrated shadow results in a healthier psyche. And an integrated shadow makes us less liable to step out of character, to hurt ourselves and our loved ones, or to project insecurities and hatred onto other individuals and groups. But today, we'll get very specific. The why I'm describing today leads us to the next step of integration after analysis. Essentially, we're defining the next step in the scientific process of healing and developing our psyches, and understanding the spiritual elements within this step. And of course, I'll be sharing with you all how I have incorporated this next step and how you can too. So dear Chrysalis, hang around as we learn how to use the scientific method to study ourselves because understanding self is the first step to realizing self. And as one of the pioneers of modern psychology, Carl Jung says, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. So I've been a bit elementary in my previous episodes explaining how we can find and name our shadows, and I very briefly, through testimony, share that we can embrace them whether we like our shadows or not. Allow me to recap quickly and analogize these steps to steps of the scientific method. First, finding our shadows would be along the lines of making observations or proposing a question. It's essentially the step when we identify that something is wrong, quote unquote wrong. It's the understanding that something, an experience, a trait, a belief, has been inhibiting us, overwhelming us, or sabotaging us. Here we get an inkling of which experience, trait, belief, or other shapes of shadow is the culprit by asking ourselves the right questions. Next, we moved on to naming the shadow. This would be most aligned with the research, I'd say. This is where we do the most writing and feeling. This is where we begin listening to our spirits and the themes that make them known around us. With all of the answers we've discovered, either by writing our way to them or hearing them through words and subliminals or seeing them through signs and patterns, we come to a conclusion. We name the shadow. And this step gets assigned to research because within it, we also find the roots of the identified shadow. We do research essentially to find where the shadow stems from. This can be one of the more extensive steps. This step goes further than science though. I think in this step of identification, we are tasked with coming to love our shadow rather than blaming it or hating it for existing. Here in this step, we address the shadow, confronting it firmly but respectfully. 
And of course, there is a lot of analysis and objectivity required to get answers from either of the first two steps. We are responsible for stepping outside of ourselves, our judgments, our circumstances, to understand how the shadow has impacted us, especially negatively. And with this understanding of how the shadow has impacted us and where it stems from, we can move on to today's step of the scientific method. Hypothesis. The hypothesis for everyone in every shadow collectively, I think can be summed up with one sentence. But of course, this is your own journey. You may set out to prove whatever you wish. But the template of sorts is, I believe blank, insert name of shadow, can be integrated. So in my case, following along with the podcast, my statement would be along the lines of, I believe anger and resentment can be integrated. Sometimes though, your shadow isn't a trait or an emotion. So allow me to give another example, which I'll be giving you guys the full story of very soon in coming episodes. I believe my complex with my religious beliefs can be integrated. Allow me to take a brief tangent because I don't believe I stressed this enough in previous episodes. Our shadows are complexes of innate traits within us. In the podcast, it mostly seems as though I have learned anger or as though I have learned resentment, but I have to stress that anger is an innate part of my personality. And I know this referencing back to my charts. We discussed numerology last time, but of course we have astrological charts as well. And six of my 12 placements within my chart fall under fire signs, which are known to be angry signs. As a baby and as a toddler, a lot of times I had bad tantrums and acted out through anger. This was before I learned really any new behaviors. This is my person. What has happened though, and what we are attempting to integrate now, is the complex I have developed with the innate trait of anger. So I have learned to be angry in result of negative situations. And therefore, anger became a negative trait of mine. It became something that I was ashamed of and it became a reaction to negative experiences. This does not make anger negative though. It's not a negative trait in and of itself. So what we are looking to do when we integrate a shadow is basically reverse all the processes in which that trait became a negative complex. What we talked about in episode three of the podcast was the collective unconscious and collective archetypes. I believe you can break these down into little smaller kind of categories before you get to the personal unconscious. And a smaller category between the collective unconscious, which includes all of humanity throughout cultures and time, and between the personal unconscious, which is us as individuals, I would say these would be the generational archetypes. These are inherited traits from your family lineage. If you were to look at my family lineage, you would find a line of angry women. We are naturally that way, and that is not a bad thing unless our anger constantly gets associated with negative experiences and we develop complexes within them. 
Now, I say all this again because I have to stress with the hypothesis that we are setting out to prove that this shadow can be integrated, meaning that it can be an advantage to us once again, like it was intended to be. As we get further into the season and we talk about purpose and soul contracts and our personal makeups, we'll understand that we selected traits for ourselves because we thought they would help us in this incarnation. This will be more of the spiritual content we'll talk about in this season, but just know that we are trying to make these traits that we were born with advantages like we intended them to be. This means we are not looking to prove that we can get rid of the shadow. I am not looking to prove that I can be a 100% happy person, that I don't need anger, and that I can never, I don't know, get over anger and just never be angry again. That is not the intention here. So, we are setting out to prove that the shadow can be integrated and that it can be an advantage. That is the purpose here. Now, the hypothesis Similar to the last step of research, I would say, and well, all of the steps from this point on are going to stray quite away from science because we'll be incorporating more spiritual components. So this step strays away from science because one, it's more than just stating the hypothesis. There's going to be an added step within this, wherein we collect resources. And it'll be more spiritual because of the way we are going to collect these resources we are going to use the law of attraction. Now, the law of attraction, for those who don't know, is a neutral universal law that states that whatever we believe and put constant mental and spiritual energy towards manifest in our reality. This works with both positive and negative beliefs. Our hypothesis format, first and foremost, uses the law by establishing a new belief we hope to incorporate into our conscious and unconscious psyche. And when we gather resources to support this hypothesis, we will be using the law of attraction. I personally believe this is the best way to get started with this law. Often when people are introduced to the law, myself included, we're inclined to attract more superficial things like cars and houses and money and jobs and attention, fame, etc. And often for a lot of people, They'll, after a couple months, conclude that the law doesn't work because the thing they wanted hasn't manifested. Through this process that we're doing, though, we're going to be taking a more realistic, purposeful approach to the law of attraction. What we are doing, essentially, is breaking down the law. We're giving it much smaller steps so that in our daily lives, we are proving to ourselves that the law of attraction works. Now, for those people who are manifesting cars and houses, myself included, in 2019, July of 2019, I was introduced to the Law of Attraction, and my first manifestation was a Tesla, and it still is. I am getting a Tesla. That is my manifestation. It's very possible for me to have been discouraged in these two years, since it is now August of 2021, and I still don't have a Tesla. But actually, in these two years, I have been consistently manifesting this Tesla. What had to happen, though, was spirit, I will refer to them, or as my spirit guides, had to remove me from the mental, spiritual, and physical state that I was in back in 2019 
and get me in a spiritual, mental, emotional state to receive a Tesla, to have the income, to afford a Tesla. So the depressed version of me who couldn't move, who could not participate in my own life had to be destroyed, had to be reestablished, and is now being reconstructed. And this process takes years. So a lot of times you'll have really depressed, sick, undisciplined people trying to manifest these major things in their lives and it will take them years and they'll just think the law of attraction does not work. As I have been doing my shadow work since August of last year, within this last year I guess, I have seen now that the law of attraction is always working every day because two years ago I would not have been in the place to start this podcast, I would not be in the place to have these conversations, and I would not be building the businesses and foundations and going back to school for business for me to put myself in a position where I could receive my Tesla. Okay, so how are we going to see the law of attraction working? We are going to ask for smaller things that we can receive and put ourselves in alignment with what we're asking for. When we state our hypothesis, what we are doing is telling the universe, telling our reality to prove to us that this shadow can be integrated. And the law of attraction essentially states that whatever you think, reality has to affirm, has to present to you. So if you essentially are thinking to yourself that you're not beautiful, you won't feel beautiful and the world won't see you that way. If you affirm to yourself that you are beautiful, you will feel beautiful and the world will see you this way. I can testify that just to earlier this year because I have rediscovered my passion for modeling and I'm pursuing that again. But in the beginning of this year, I would have considered myself average, maybe not ugly, but I definitely wouldn't have gone as far to say that I'm pretty. And by like April of this year, I started to change my view of my vessel and I've got random people coming up to me. Hey, do you model? Do you model? I'm like, what? And nothing's changed, right? Like, I don't look any different. I don't dress any different. I didn't suddenly get clear skin or hair down to my butt. It's just how I felt. And then the universe was like, cool, you feel this way? Let me confirm with your reality. So what we'll be doing is asking the universe to prove that our shadows can be integrated. And we will be telling them to back it up with resources. So allow me to share my little testimony of resources I have collected from the universe to show that anger can be integrated. While I was in Nigeria, I had the pleasure of meeting so many of my family members and by the way, for those of you who don't know, like, where did that just come from? Um, on my Instagram, if you were following the old podcast Instagram, I explained that I would be gone for a few weeks because I would be in Nigeria. So any of you who didn't understand why I wasn't posting episodes is because I was in another continent and I'm glad I made that announcement because I got there and then didn't have access to Wi-Fi for the entirety of my trip and I wasn't expecting that. So yeah. But I was in Nigeria and I met many of my family members and I met one uncle in particular who started a business 
and was just well well connected he's actually the one who started the conversation with me asking all the right questions and i learned stuff about myself really and he learned a lot about me um and decided that it was time for me to essentially get mentors so now in talking about the law of attraction and saying that i have refocused myself on business and i'm getting closer to my tesla every day Nigeria was definitely confirmation of that. Essentially, I have aligned myself with my path so well that I have attracted mentors. So I attracted my uncle and this conversation. And he, in hearing my story and what I wanted to do with myself, he said, okay, I want you to meet these four women. I think they would be great mentors for you and give you all the advice, tell you how to get over your anxiety, and tell you how to move forward in your career. And it was great. It was wonderful confirmation from the universe like hey you're doing it right this is going to be effortless just follow your flow and we will provide all that you need so i had the privilege of meeting one of these women while i was there in nigeria this woman is the definition of success she is a multi-millionaire she is sitting on 17 executive boards right now and people call her like hey we need you to fix this problem in our business we will pay you this much to just give us an answer this woman is extraordinary um i had the privilege of sitting in her company for two hours it was insane in her beautiful mansion with her beautiful children it was just actually amazing you guys but we got to talking and eventually we ended up talking about my faith she started asking these questions because i was expressing to her that a lot of times i am crippled by my anxiety and i was like wondering how she gets over her own um how is she basically solidified herself mentally enough to get to the point where she's at and she asked me a very interesting question she asked me what do i think the opposite of doubt is and I was so ready for her. Um, I, sometime at the end of last year, wrote like a little makeshift sermon all about doubt, doubt in your intentions with the law of attraction, doubt in your religion, doubt in your intuition. I had written about all of it. And so my answer, the opposite of doubt is obedience. She was like, no, <laughs> the opposite of doubt is peace. And I was so taken aback by that. Now before i explain why i was so taken with that answer let me go back to before nigeria when i was packing my bag getting ready for this trip which was going to be over two weeks long i was like i might have quite a bit of free time on my hands let me grab a book i'm not much of a reader um i read rather slowly so i was like i'm just gonna grab one i'm not gonna overwhelm myself thinking i'm gonna read three books in two weeks it's not happening so i just grabbed one and i just grabbed one maybe out of seven books that i had that i hadn't read and the book i picked up happened to be the art of war i didn't really know what it was about what to expect i just picked it up and i was like when i get to nigeria i'll read it and i did now mind you all of this i've already stated my hypothesis i believe anger and resentment can be integrated so i'm reading like the first two chapters in this book and it's addressing anger and i'm like oh, okay we we begin <laughs> i see 
so essentially and there's just like a little bit on anger right there's just a few components that the book stresses um sun tzu who was a chinese military general that lived over 2500 years ago he had all of these tactics and strategies that he wrote for his um descendants when they're ready to fight war and people all over the world have been using it especially now in our day and age to approach the business world now his key factor in like the first two chapters is if you're going to win a war your army men your soldiers need to be provoked to anger anger needs to be a motivating force if you're going to win so i'm like okay i've already got an answer anger can be integrated if i use it to fuel me along my journey to success right and then i keep reading and there are all these strategies that are just a little difficult for me to conceptualize. I read them over and over and over again over these two weeks. And like, I understand them, but could I ever apply them? I'm like, absolutely not. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with any of this. Now, what I do know though, is in the two weeks, I'm getting fueled up, you know? I'm like, okay, first of all, I was given my answer. This is confirmation that I'm asking the right questions and that spirit is hearing me and that I'm gonna integrate anger, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, if I wanna get to a goal, I need to be angry. <laughs> I need to be motivated by my anger. I need to go to war, you know? That's what I'm kind of getting on the surface level from having this book as an answer. And basically when I met my mentor, Spirit was essentially saying to me, okay, reel it back. <laughs> Let's reel it back. Let's understand what this book is saying. So my mentor introduced to me the concept of peace and then it clicked. Now, we were honestly talking about peace and faith in a slightly different context, but in being in alignment and knowing what answers I was asking for, I knew that she was answering a different question for me. Again, how do I integrate anger? Now I did hear her of course, like with peace, definitely a way to um, combat anxiety for anyone who needs to hear this you know for her her success she has to um, attribute all of it to her faith she is a Christian um, and she says that God gives her gifts she's a dreamer um, she allows God to speak to her through her dreams and she knows exactly what to expect the next day what to say in meetings all of these types of things because she allows God to lead her and speak through her and essentially she doesn't have anxiety because she has peace that god will speak through her supply her with information when she needs it if she doesn't have information at the moment she doesn't need it in that moment so essentially it's this daily peace that she carries with herself that allows her to not be clouded um and really what i heard from her is that she is very much in the present all the time for any of you who are dealing with anxiety just know um, basically your answer is be present, simplify things. You don't need to know right now. And when you do need to know, if you have faith, because essentially she asked me, what is the opposite of doubt? And her answer was peace, you know? So she basically associates peace and faith as the same thing. Whereas I would say that obedience is a synonym with faith. I digress. Back to the art of war. 
I knew she was answering my question with anger because obviously spirit just provided me this book about war and now I'm having this 30 minute conversation about peace and then all of a sudden the rest of the book made sense because what Sun Tzu the general speaks about is how to fight a war without fighting how to prepare yourself so much that you won the battle before you hit the field and he speaks a lot about um provoking the other generals to anger provoking them to confusion just provoking them a lot right but he also talks about making sure that you win the war with as little waste destruction violence terrorism as possible because the next thing you want to do is incorporate the nation you just overruled. So if you've got an angry nation, they're going to be looking to revolt against you. But if you won the war rather peacefully, well, you just added to your kingdom. So what I learned when I was introduced the concept of peace, this missing component while I was reading this book, is that when I am motivated by my anger, the way my anger can be constructive is if I have intentions of peace and peace of mind. Intentions of peace and peace of mind, as well as a sound plan and as well as discipline. That's what I learned from the art of the war and that's what I learned from my meeting with my mentor. I hope that was like really insightful. Um, obviously a lot of you will not be dealing with anger, you'll be dealing with your own specific shadows, but you can see how I asked for these resources and how spirit is proving to me that yes, this trait that you have is supposed to be an advantage. Here is how you can make it one. So yeah, I will be collecting resources, more resources from Spirit as I continue to be aligned, um, trust what I'm supposed to be reading, what I'm supposed to be listening to, just staying in alignment and asking for answers because that's how you know the law of attraction is working when you ask for answers when you ask for direction, when you ask for guidance. And I feel like that was a big part of the reason I would um, associate faith and obedience. It's because you are asking for guidance and you are obeying the orders, whether you really understand them or not. I didn't know why I wanted to pick up The Art of War. It wasn't even a novel. Like all the rest of my books were novels. Why would you pick up some random book that doesn't even have a clear summary, you know? But I felt like that's what I was supposed to do, so I did it, and now I know why. It was even the same when my mom asked me if I wanted to go to Nigeria. What you have to understand is that I have been asked <laughs> if I want to go to Nigeria since maybe 16 years old, and I was not in the mental space to say yes, not once. But even this year, um, earlier this year when it was all being planned, my mom asked, and I said no, like immediately. It's like, no, I don't want to go. What are you talking about? Um, and it's more complicated than that. I didn't outright say no when I was like a teenager. And it wasn't that I didn't want to go to Nigeria. I just felt like, um, I'm not supposed to be there. And I'm already outcast in our culture. There's just no reason for me to go. But like three days later, after I'd said no, I just heard, go say yes. So I did. And I learned so much on that trip and was so grateful to go. So yeah, it's just all going to be about listening to your spirit, listening to your guides, listening to your universe, listening to your God, 
um, because they have answers that they want to give you if you are willing to receive them. So when we talk about hypothesis and receiving resources, we are now implementing the law of attraction. That is how we do this step, simply. In our next episode, we are going to move on in the scientific method and talk about experiments. This will be us practicing what we've learned and using the resources that have been given to us by the universe and incorporating new habits, new routines, new belief systems. Like, cause you know, when you're trying to retrain yourself or when you're trying to discipline yourself, it's not going to be a perfect process. It's not that my anger is just going to suddenly change and be constructive all the time. This morning I was angry and I wanted to throw something. I'm glad to say I didn't because usually when I'm angry at especially my devices, the first thing I want to do is throw it or hit it. I did not do that. Um, I did not allow my anger to be destructive, but I didn't necessarily allow it to be constructive. That's going to be a process that I learn essentially. And it's going to have to be a choice that I make every time. Um, if I'm going to develop it into a habit, but I won't be perfect in making that choice all the time, you know? So the next time we talk about the scientific method, we'll talk about how to practice, how to incorporate, um, and how to use the resources that we are given. But for you guys right now, I just want you all to practice being in alignment. Um, affirm to yourself over and over again that your shadow can be integrated. And for those of you who are not at the point of hypothesis, who are still pinning down what your shadows are, um, finding the roots of them, please don't be discouraged. As I said in the last episode, we are kind of moving, we're kind of accelerated in the podcast itself. And then if you're on the Instagram, you know, we're still discussing concepts from episode three, you know, so it'll be weeks before we actually start talking about hypothesis. Um, and start having those conversations. So definitely don't be intimidated. You have time. Don't rush yourself. Don't rush the universe. And yeah, just flow with it, you guys. Just flow with your shadows. Um, next episode, though, we will not be continuing the scientific method. We will be going back to numerology, and I want to discuss the dark placements with you guys. But yeah, over the next coming episodes, you can explain the dark placement we'll start talking about experiments and then i want to introduce you guys to a main shadow of mine because then we'll start talking about incorporating our purpose because a big part of self-realization is going to be your purpose in this incarnation it's going to be a main major key to overcoming our shadows okay but yeah i'm going to leave you guys with that it is a pleasure to talk to you as always. We are back to Dear Dot Chrysalis on Instagram. I got my username back, so no more Dear Chrysalides. It is Dear Dot Chrysalis. So I will see you guys soon. Love you all. Bye.